It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Only chance in my team like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger, first episode of 2023. So I'll start off by saying Happy New Year, firstly to the listeners and secondly to uh, my guests this week. Reams, how goes it? It's going good, man. It's going good. Five game win streak. Things are looking up. And can't be mad. And also joined by the esteemed Dr. Michael. Yeah, man. And Eric Ten Hag, we trust. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't be mad at that shout, to be honest with you. I was saying that Post Fergie, um, even in Solskjaer's good days, I was never fully bought in. Even when Jose was finishing second, I never bought in. Even when LVG was winning cups, I never bought in. This is the happiest I've been with a, with a manager, um, and it's and it's boding well for the future. Obviously, the things that will hamstring him are, are things like the budget and who ends up buying the club, etc. But we're in a good period. Um, 
if you are listening first pod of 2023 you're not following us on the socials give us a follow at tlf underscore mugger you'll see that there is a lot more um traffic on the mugger account and i think you guys are enjoying it because the twitter followers are just steadily increasing each day uh you also see that uh thanks to reams uh Ahmad comps have become uh the regular uh snack of choice every <laughs> single week so you're you're welcome uh, hey, hey, listen. <laughs> hey listen i don't do it for the plaudits <laughs> don't somebody has to do it man you somebody know? has to do it yeah they, they didn't respect you until you put on the mask bro yeah. uh, <laughs> well with all that being dealt with let's let's get into it so we had the early kickoff on saturday wolves a team that it feels like since they've come up we've played them like a billion times and it's usually nil nil one nils one ones um so it was definitely the sort of fixture that um, would usually be a banana hill for us. Um, but we've managed to come out of that with a 1-0 win, uh, courtesy of Marcus Rashford, who is playing some of the best football of his career, I think it's fair to say. Um, Michael, hey, I'll start hey. with you. What, yeah, what, what, that, snooze, what? that snooze button, that snooze button, weren't doing him <laughs> no favours, but... <laughs> you know what? It's, it, it's crazy because I know when Ten Hag was telling him that... Um, when Ten Hag was telling him that he's going to be on the bench, he's probably thinking, "Why, bro? Like you're the only you're the only one I've got." But I have to make a point, and if I let you get away with this, the next yeah. person who does it, they, they got to know that he lives his raps. They got to know that he yeah. lives his raps. Listen, man, hurt him to bench. Really thought he really owned them cars, man. Ten Hag said, you. "My name is my name." Like, yeah, he <laughs> owned his cars, man. I'm telling you, uh, Michael. Mm. Going in, obviously, we'd come off the win against Nottingham Forest, who aren't particularly impressive. I mean, if you ask a Chelsea fan, they might tell you something different, but um, Nottingham Forest, who aren't a particularly impressive team this season. But how are you feeling going into that game at 12 against Wolves? Hello? Bro, froze. He thinks we can't see him. Like, I know you mentioned at the top sometimes the game. Michael, 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 Michael. Let, let's let let's let's start. Oh, the I'm top a, show. Yeah, we missed, yeah, you went quiet for like what 10, 15 seconds. Uh, so you have to start that from the top. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he thinks we can't see him. <laughs> oh my goodness, nah. The way this Wi-Fi just stay embarrassing me. I'm I'm not talking to <laughs> yeah, so what, 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 what were you, <laughs> Michael? Man, Never I can't believe moment. that. That's big. Time Never a dull moment with you guys. Yeah, so as I was saying, going into the game, um, with all the history we've had with Wolves, with the aforementioned early kickoff, how were you feeling? I was a bit apprehensive, man. Like I think in the in the future we've sometimes struggled against Wolves, a difficult team to play against. I know also the benefit of their first home game with their new manager. You're thinking obviously that new manager bounce could mm. come into sort of fruition. So it's I, I was a bit I was a bit wary. I can't lie. I was thinking, boy, could this be a sort of tight game? Can we nick a draw? So to come out the other side with a, a one nil win, that was very very, and a, another clean sheet as well. That's what I'm liking. We're keeping it tight at the back. And we're also yeah. obviously putting the ball in the net, and that the foundation. I mean, you do that enough, you win any football game, team right? Is not conceding a lot of goals, and a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think we've been guilty uh, of obviously Fergie days. You know, it was like, oh, you know, let's just outscore the other team. That was the vibe. Obviously, we kept it tight with Vidic and Ferdinand, particularly. But I was just. 
just a bit wary, like, you know, can we can yeah. we do this? And it's pleasing. Those are games that last season we definitely I don't see. I think did we even now bad to say Wolves Wolves United last season. I think it was a dead rubber game near the end of the season. I think we won. We it. played them on the um, eight. Um, we, United, play, ten, we, play, we played we played them, them right at the start of the season. I think we won uh two. Oh, I think I want to say we won one goal? nil. Yeah, from number eleven, we won one nil. Oh yeah, twenty twenty two, and we lost one nil to them. That was on the Ragnit. So yes, yes, we played yeah. them at the start of 2022. We lost 1-0, and we played them on the 29th of August 2021, and we won. So there's not really you're looking at the previous features, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 2-1. There's a crazy stat I saw. Oh, you, I think Wolves and United, since they've since they've come back up, we played mm. each other maybe like 10 times, and there's never been a victory by a larger than like a one goal margin. Yeah, there hasn't. I'm looking yeah, at them now, and they have games. Yeah, they have games. So yeah, you know, and we we're all fortunate to win that that battle of tactics and wits. Um, uh, this time around, you take the points, man. Like uh, I think it's it's a difficult game. You take the three points, you keep it moving. Yeah, agreed. Reams, obviously, like we were saying uh, pre-pod, Ten Hag has kind of come in and he's basically been able to turn us into a team and a group who are all aligned. And we know he did that at the start of the season with the running after the battering against Brentford. And we know how he's handled disciplinaries with other players throughout the season, culminating and obviously Cristiano Ronaldo leaving us. But when you saw that Marcus Rashford was on the bench for yet-to-be-explained disciplinary, um, what were your thoughts? I, 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 think I, I think I tweeted it out on the Mugga account. I saw it and I was like, yeah, he was probably just late for a team meeting. <laughs> no, okay, like, cool. I, I was like, well, it's probably something that simple. Like Ten, like Ten Hag, like obviously he did the same thing when Garnacho was doing it in preseason. He relegated Garnacho to the bench, and he came out and explained that, oh, like listen, he wasn't meeting the standards that he set, and like listen, he set a precedent. It doesn't matter if you're an 18 year old coming out of the academy. It doesn't matter if you're the star player. Mm. Everyone has to meet the same standards. Everyone has to um comport themselves in the same way, and it's something that. Is, is a precedent throughout the whole team. So everyone knows that no one could keep slipping, no one could let standards slip. And it's a team effort thing, isn't it? So like, it's good that he's come out and said it. And when things have happened, he's backed up what he said. So people know that he stands on his word. Like that's how you man, get- A guy. man of his words. He really yeah, owns bro. them cars, bro. He really owns them. That's how you get people to trust trust in what you're doing. Like Exactly, and he, exactly. And he's come out and said, like, he, he, he's kind of explained, like the reason why it's important, like on the field, like if he lets- Guy, people get away with like coming late to team meetings and little stuff like that. When when he's on a pitch barking instructions, if he lets standards slip out there, he might let standards slip on the pitch as well, and that's going to be a problem. So he has to be consistent in everything he does. So yeah, no. definitely. And I'm telling you, like when you notice in any sort of job, again, I would refer to like the real world, and people probably roll their eyes when I do this. You start realizing you can come in at nine thirty and nobody says anything. You push it to ten. But push it to 10, yeah, nah. mm. <laughs> you push it to 10 mm. and still nobody you understand. So you have to from the first time that person shows up at 9:30, yo, your start time is nine, 9 is late. Guaranteed a they either don't do it again, or if they do it again, they already know that they're, they're in the shitter. So how they handle mm. it is completely mm. different. Hey boss, I'm running for 30 minutes late because of XYZ. Apologies, I'm gonna get there as soon as I can. You understand? So I'm um, I'm all for it. Obviously, in terms of watching the team, we know what that means to not have Marcus in the, the starting lineup. But I think that even if we hadn't won the game, I would have still supported it because that 
points drop against Wolves is not just about that individual game. It's about the culture you want to set going forward. Yeah. So obviously that's that's the start. That's the team without him, and Garnacho comes in on the on the left hand side. What did you think of the performance uh, in the first half, Reams? I I think it was typical Man United Wolves. You know, like they. I feel like Wolves have a really good midfield, and whenever they play us, they always outplay our midfield. I think. Ruben Neves and it, it kind of impresses me how much work Ruben Neves and Jao Moutinho get through. Like it seems like they shouldn't have the legs. You know, Mateus Nunes, he was really hurting us in transition with his ability to dribble and carry the ball. It was tough. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, I felt like we didn't have no control over the game in midfield building. I feel like um I think the difference is like we created the best chances in the first half. I think yeah. Bernardo had a really good chance. I think yeah. Jose saw, I think when I seen the replay, I I I tipped more towards really good save than bad miss. Yeah, I don't know how you miss, felt. Yeah, you said, yeah, yeah. I feel like it was a good save. Um, yeah, Anthony Marshall yeah, had a, a really hand. good chance. Um, from uh, I think it was from I don't know if it was from a Garnacho cutback, but he had a chance in the box. Um, I think Anthony had another good header that he, that he could have did a little bit better with. But like, I don't think the performance was great. But like, I think we was the one that was really asking the proper questions. But Wolves look dangerous, like. I think maybe if they had a bit more quality going forward in the attacking line, they could have really hurt us. But mm, it, they it got was... washed. They have a washed Diego Costa up front. Yeah. They have Podence who picks and chooses <laughs> when he when he wants to show us that he's yeah. a decent, he's a decent ball. And I think that's probably part of the reason why we've been able to go with Luke Shaw in the back back mm. to um, with Varane so far because we haven't necessarily played teams that have the strongest attacks and yeah, necessarily well, have the really traditional tested, yeah. yeah the traditional strikers who would give would pin themselves onto him and give him a, a bad day I think there was a a little run I can't remember if it was his first or second half that Diego Costa made then he cut back like old school Costa and the shot was so tame, tame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think as I was watching it develop, it seemed like one of those. It was one of those games where the longer it went, you're like, "Oh, this this looks like it's going to be another awkward one." Mm. Even even in the second half when we brought Rashford on, like for the first ten, maybe fifteen minutes of the second half, it still. Didn't Tuff, seem like tussling. It was tussling. I think yeah. they actually they had that a bit of a boost. It felt they brought on Adama, didn't Adama, they? Um, taking off mm. Ericsson and bringing on Fred kind of kind of saved us in that game because Adama was doing whatever he wanted. Ericsson had no interest in trying to tackle him. He was just there. Adama <laughs> run past him. But yeah. bringing on Fred, someone that was just willing to press and actually like fight and tackle and win us the it's ball. A bit back. more combative, isn't it? Yeah, a bit more combative. That's when things kind of changed and we started winning the ball back more quickly and and and. and and going forward, but yeah, it was just it's just an awkward game. Wolves is just always an awkward game, you know. Collins and Kilman, I felt like they played really well. Comfortable. Like, Marshall yeah. made them comfortable, man. Yeah, yeah. Marshall didn't give them anything to worry about. I felt like, um, I feel like Anthony didn't really that conquistador that they was playing at left back. Anthony didn't really give them any problem. <laughs> 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 Anthony, Anthony oh. Yeah, like I don't. I just feel like our, our midfield. Had no control over the game. Ericsson, in 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 intense, fast-paced games like that, Ericsson has no interest in playing. Lost, like, absolutely lost. No interest. It's in like, playing, it's like, like the City game, in it, that when they came yeah, in like, against us faster. KDB Fury, was like, running game over in, running. in games where teams are sitting back and we dominate the ball, that's when Ericsson. That. That's his. That's his. That's, that's his, his bags, yeah. but. In games where you have to fight and scrapping as a proper midfield battle, Ericsson is a nah, hologram out there. Yeah, that's why we we always say Fred is a chaos baller. Um, exactly. And he will thrive in that. He literally came on, was getting stuck in, was making runs, was kind of linking, just tussling. 
just mm-hmm. tussling and half of it comes off, but then you've kind of got another body in midfield who's at least competing with, like you said, Neves and Moutinho, who get through a good amount of work in 90 minutes, man. It's actually yeah. surprising for the profile of midfielders you typically think of them as being in your head. So I completely agree that getting Ericsson off was key. Um, Rashford did what Rashford has been doing. Um, grabs another goal. Uh, and you're lucky not to get a second when he went up top as well. It's not even... Um, it's how he's getting his goals as well. Like, he's showing... He showed, like, he stiff-armed Johnny Otto. Get off of me. Power. Yeah, yeah, power. Took, yeah, an, extra touch to, took an extra touch to let the centre-back go past him and, and put it in, finish. There's even a second goal. But I think it was Kilman. He bodied Kilman. That one was even more powerful, yeah, man. Bodied mm. Kilman. Grown, yeah. grown man moves, and you know, in the yeah, pit, you know what I mean? grown man. That's what I said. <laughs> Proper grown man moves. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, now I'm like with Rashford. Yeah, there was like I, I can't remember what season. It's not. The, it's not the. It's not the bubble ball season. He was great during that season. But I think mm. maybe the season after that is that when we finished second. The season when uh, we finished second. Yes. Yeah, Rashford put up really good numbers oh, that season. Yeah, I think he yeah, got yeah, like yeah. 20 odd goals, maybe like 10 assists. But I don't feel like the performances were matching the numbers. Mm. I feel like he was playing poor and, and, and putting up numbers. But I putting feel like right now, like, I feel like this season might even be the opposite. I feel like his numbers this season don't even represent how well he's played. Yeah, no, <laughs> I agree. Have... I was saying like, you know, when we kind of, one of the guys, I forget who made a good point that we talk a lot about, you know, goals to games, but uh, an interesting stat would be how many games have you actually scored in? So, for mm-hmm. example, like a Lukaku might have 20 goals, but he's maybe scored those goals in like 13, 14 games because you know what and he's, he's like. He's for like 10, 15 games. And then he goes, yeah. for a hot, he goes for a hot streak, right? Um, Rash has, I think, 11 goals now. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's in 11 separate games. I can't think of any game where he's gotten more than one goal this season. So he's uh, kept I grabbing. The, I think the, um, is it the Ammonia game? Maybe they're only one of the European League games. I think he's maybe one of those, but it's pretty much he grabs a goal every single game, a goal every single game. He's the main outlet attacking wise. It was a completely different proposition for the for Collins, who I thought was great. Um, up until Rashford went up top, and and Rashford, I think he was the one Rashford done for his first goal as well, right? Mm. Um, but they couldn't deal with him and. That pace, that power, that movement, that eagerness to get on the ball and that eagerness to be dangerous, it destabilizes defenses. Like we talk a lot about the fact, obviously, his, his back to goal game is non existent. He hasn't really developed that side because he hasn't played up front in that sort of role much in the last few years. But just having that striker who's making those movements suddenly opens up the rest of the pitch for everybody else as well. And it was mm-hmm. night and day in comparison to Marshall, who we have to speak on. We have to speak on Marshall. I don't know what's going on with him. Like, even his touch was just a bit like, yeah, a few times knew, Lacha tried like... to link up with him and his touch was just off. And you're like, the, the play can't break down there, man. Like, you can't break the, if If we can't even set up attacks, if you're if it's not going to stick. Guy's getting the ball, he's passing it, and then he's not following the pass and running into the box. He's just jogging like, bro, like, you're a striker, bro. Get in the box. Like, you get the ball, pass it to Garnacho. You're supposed to break your neck to get in the box. If Garnacho yeah. give him an option, like, I don't I'm know. Like, he looked really him, sharp in preseason. Yeah, he really sharp in his cameos, even when he's come up from injury. And now it's like he's got the no Ronaldo in it. No competition. no competition. He's gone back to being sloppy and loose. I don't know, man. Because you know, because he had an interview the first. Yeah, the, the, yeah, he has. He will. He will. Um, and it's Bournemouth, so you'd hope he has a, a, a at least half decent game. But he did the first interview that I'd seen him do um, earlier this season, where he was talking about you know having to play injured for Solskjaer and the manager not protecting him and people's expectations of it. 
etc etc and he came across as so self-aware and there was also some stick talking there like what but watch me like watch me do my thing right um and based on the performances we've seen like you mentioned me those cameos i was thinking he's 26 27 now um typically an age where strikers who may not necessarily have been the most prolific up until then 25 26 27 is where they tend to get together maybe he's now about to have his best period and these last two games not just yesterday against Nottingham Forest as well have really kind of downed me on the guy to be honest with you like I was saying he he's carrying himself like someone who's like 35 36 has scored three 400 goals and all his touches are full of class and even though he he's not the quickest anymore he does increase the team's confidence in the final third but you're not that bro you're not that you just scored your 100th top level goal the other day like yeah I'm 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 tired of him he he and Ericsson are no great indication to me that the fact that we need to bring some, but even though we're broke, we need to do something in January, man. But the top level strikers cost money. That's the problem, man. Like, obviously, we've heard all this talk about Jao Felix, and it sounds mm. like the loan fee of Fletcher Madrid one is just astronomical. It's, it's, I'm hearing it's, it's, I think 15 million fee, then 6 million in wages. So 21 million to get him until May. For six there's no, months. There's no obligation to buy. For six months. 21 million. I wouldn't do that. Months. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that deal. It's a, it's a horrible deal. Horrid. If it was 18 months, then that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. 18 months long. End of this season and all the next season. Yeah. No, then you then you kind of have like a longer time to know what you're working with. You know what I mean? Like, but 21 million for six months? Like, who the hell would, in their right mind would do that? That's a crazy, that's a crazy fee, man. Uh, and setting that stall out, my question is, because I think he scored the other day, didn't he? Do they actually even want to loan him out? Maybe they're putting in a position where they're like, boy, if these teams really want you, they should pay our fee. But then he ends up staying. But from everything I've seen with him since he's been there, they're a better team with him, in it? <laughs> they're a better team with him, in it? He's one of those kind of... We found that let... out in the Champions League, didn't we? Yeah, he, for me, he's one of them, again, just let me cook attackers where you can play him in a variety of positions and he can be effective. But when he's on the pitch for them, they hold the ball in the final third, they've got more pace on the break and they've got way more quality and technical security when he's on the pitch. And he can do individual stuff and he can get back post headers, he can get a scrappy goal in the box. So obviously he hasn't bought in on Simeone ball, which is completely understandable. But I don't know why they they they'd want to get they'd want to get rid. Um, and the, the fee that they're putting beside his name, that's the opinion it's given that they're not genuinely trying to get rid of him, and they're not even putting an obligation to to buy or kind of you can make a decision at the end of the loan if you want to, um, and we agree a fee. So it's yeah, I think they're taking the piss, and I don't think where where we're at, we're gonna go for that unless they completely change the the terms. Somebody said uh, uh, Jorge Mendes might be cooking something up. This is is this his is this a jewel in his crown now with Ronaldo playing in the Middle East? Probably know, is, man. isn't it? He, he's got a lot. He's got a lot. He's got Rafael. Well, he's, so he's got they still Goncalo Ramos. He you know has I mean? yeah, everything that moves in Portugal. He's getting a drink, man. Yeah, man. He's he's eating off. A, he's get, he's eating off everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but for me, I was saying memes like when I'm looking at Marshall, I just can't be asked again, man. I can't. He can't trick me. He can't trick me. Yeah. He can't trick me again. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. It's, I'm done. it's hurtful, man, because like you, you see the glimpses and you, you get hope. You know what I mean? You get the hope. Like, nah, this this guy's a baller. Like, you know, you get the, hope was of the, the first goal. Preseason was the last time. 
<laughs> when he had that great preseason and got injured before the first game of the season, I was like, that's it. Mm, that's classic Marshall. Yeah. yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> you fool me once. Yeah. <laughs> He's fooled me a good four times, man. <laughs> He's fooled me a good four times. I'm just... The, 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 the approach player... What's he been drinking and eating this holiday, man? Honestly, so my yeah. main issue with him is he, he doesn't he's how he's what 26 now, like he's still 27, doesn't... I think 27 now, he still hasn't shown any signs of ever being a goal scorer. Like he doesn't, he's not shown any of like them instincts of being a goal. Like he's a we know he's a terrific, like technical player, touch, dribbling, mm. hold up, link play, everything like that. But bro, can't even be bothered to get in the box, bro. That's Come not on. good. He is not a guy who thinks goals, goals, goals. I have to score goals. It's not like he plays with two 30 goal a season wingers either. Like, we need the goals. Yeah, we mm. need you to. Like, I'm seeing you on the right half space, like laying it off for Bruno and then just kind of jogging. Like, oh, it's annoying, man. It's annoying. Okay. Like, who else is going to score for us? Even Garnacho, I think he was okay in the first half and we probably took him off too soon. But I understand the option was to get Rashford on and you're yeah. not going to take off Martial. Um, and no one so on the right, like I think it's it's Anthony's position on the right now. I know he brings on yeah. Alanga to give him some Ooh. like change minutes for ten minutes at the end for Anthony, but it's Anthony's position, and you know Let's obviously talk there's some talk head. online Let's about talk Anthony about as well, man. Let's talk about this Anthony fella. So he mails in the last two three weeks before the World Cup because he doesn't want to get injured. Despite the fact mm. he's a sub, um, and he comes back. Obviously they've gone out early. Uh, and you're thinking, okay, the World Cup's behind you. You're a bit disappointed that probably you didn't play and the team didn't go that far. So you were going to see, you know, that dog, that supposed, whatever that thing is, is that he does yeah, with his hands. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was fighting every scream. day, man. He's got hands like that butler from Scream. But anyway, um, the two performances he served up in these last two games have been his worst two since he's got here for me. Um, and I don't really yes, know where sir. we go with him because he's gonna we're going to keep playing him because we have to. But I'm really not sure what he's offering right now. Is it Anthony? Yeah. Uh, he, he, Listen, he like, he, he, into, he, clearly Ten Hag likes to play, you know, having the sort of a left footer on the right wing and the opposite on the left wing. And then you hopefully have the full backs uh, sort of overlapping. So he offers balance, balance, he's got to keep he offers balance, him yeah. there, isn't it? He's supposed to offer balance, control, technical security, right? Um, I don't listen with Anthony right now. I've said it time and time again. Like I knew what player he was before we signed him. I didn't want to sign him, but now that we have him, um, I'm, I kind of like. I prefer to focus on what he provides rather than what he doesn't. Because mm. I feel like if you find yourself focusing on what he doesn't provide, it's just gonna drive yourself crazy. So yeah, I'm already um, doing that. Yeah, exactly. You see what I'm saying? So like, he's a good technical dribbler. Like I feel like against Nottingham Forest, um. The things that he did bad are things you could usually rely on him to do well. So I wasn't too worried about the performance. Like, you know, like his passing was loose. Like his dribbling wasn't great. Like, you know what I mean? Like his execution, like he's a good dribbler. He can pass the ball. We know that. Like he's never going to be Alan St. Maximan completing six, seven take-ons a game. We know that, innit? Like the least, we could, the least we could expect for him is for him to be technically secure, retain the ball, combined with Martial, Bruno, the fullbacks, you know what I mean? That's that's the most we could ask. Like, if you could chip in with some goals and assists, that would be great. But without him, our team is very lopsided. Like, it's very, it's very like, left-hand side dominant. Mm-hmm. So when he's on the pitch, we can at least balance out where we attack from and where we build up. <laughs> Mariah looks so frustrated. No, I'm listening. No, it's true. You're not lying. But I'm just thinking, like, even within that balance, 
When he gets in those positions, the execution is killing me, man. Yeah, but Royal's trying to hear. I'm not trying to. Royal's trying to hear. I want a guy that's going to provide goals and assists. Like I'm like, bro. Yeah, no, I'm listening. I'm with you. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. No, like he provides us. Like, like he's someone that we can actually get the ball to, and and he could like help progress play, get the get us into dangerous areas. Even if when he gets there, he does fuckery. He helps us get there. Like. Elanga isn't helping us get there. Dan James Elanga's, isn't helping Elanga's us get not there. an option. He's yeah, not an option in my head. So like, for now, he has yeah. to play. Next next season, when we get a mod back, if we get a mod back, I don't know if they want to send him out on another loan. Then then we could have a more interesting discussion about this because then we have we have options for that role. But for right now, we just have to persist with him. Like, yeah, like he's twenty two years old. Like, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think by the time he's twenty five, he's gonna develop into a massively different player than what he is now but the only hope is he could get better at the things, at the things he does he, he does yeah you know what I mean that's what you mm. can hope from a young player so yeah, we'll see in it like yeah I guess I was talking I was talking yesterday on the main point I was saying that they were talking about Havertz are you shit and I was like yes but like let's not just do that like, that's all everybody does on social media nowadays yeah, players are either amazing or they're shit and there's no nuance yeah, back, there's no in between. Like, and there's no in between. So I appreciate you living the spirit of my words to me. Um, because my hypocrisy is showing there when it comes to my own team, and it's probably just best to focus on what and and, and this and, and and I'll say this this is a player that I'm not a big fan of as well. So yeah, I'm yeah, to yeah, be yeah, yeah. as objective as possible. And mm. I'm not just saying it because he's a United player, because you know me. Yeah. If I think a player is shit and he plays for United, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I will say it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I feel like I I I I did. I was doing some looking into like the left-footed right winger market as well, and it's yeah. not that big, bro. Like, mm. like who's about like, these, who's about these days? Obviously, Nabri's at Bayern, but he didn't go nowhere. He's right-footed as well. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Leroy Sané, right-footed. Yeah, there's Leroy. There's Musa Diaby. Yeah, I know Zaniolo. Zaniolo's still rated like he he has some knee he has them knee issues. Legit, <laughs> yeah, he's had back to back ACLs. And I yeah, think it's like, but well, who is there really out there? Like, look, <laughs> yeah. at, look at all the Asensio, like, Apparently, we bid for Asensio last summer. He's garbage. Like, look throughout the t- like, look at all the top teams. How many of them have a quality left footed right? Arsenal have Bukayo Saka. They hit the jackpot with that. Yeah, you got they got a quality player from their academy. Uh, Real Madrid don't have one. Yeah, they PSG don't, don't have one. Yeah, they don't. There aren't many about. We need to bring. Yeah, left like, foot. We need to bring left footers back. What's happened to this game? I don't know, man. Boy, there's, yeah, there's, there's a million, there's a million right-footed left wingers. There's out a there. million. Like every like wide man you think of, oh, we should bring is that, but he's stronger on the left. And we're yeah, sorted. you know what I mean. Like, we're sorted. Do you think that we're gonna see? So Sancho's back in training now. Um, Rashford is clearly established as strongest on the left, and I think we should be playing him in his best position. Do you think we're going to see potentially Sancho, Garnacho on the right, or do you think the rotation will be Rashford and Martial sharing the up top uh, minutes, and then you get your Garnacho and Sancho on the left? As of right now, I think it's Martial and Rashford sharing. Martial is the main striker, Rashford's the backup striker. Martial's mm. the main left winger. Garnacho's the backup left winger. Rashford's and the main left winger. Yeah, Garnacho, yeah. Yeah. Did I say Martial? Yeah. 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 Rashford's the main left winger. Yeah. Garnacho's the backup left winger. Mm. Anthony's the main right winger. Sancho's the backup right winger. Boy. It's one of those, like I was saying, I was saying to myself the other day that um, we at the moment have got one consistent match winner. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. 
You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And you need to, you need, because you can't, there's going to be games that it doesn't happen for, 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 for Marcus Rashford. And either you have one other solidified match winner or the others between Martial, Sancho, Anthony, all cobble up to be... And Bruno. And Bruno, yeah, yeah. All cobble up to be the other match winner. But we need someone else who, when Marcus isn't having a good day, can grab can grab something for us. So it's going to be interesting to see how things develop. Because the games are going to come thick and thin. Uh, thick and far, thick and thin. Thick and far. I, I, I told you guys, the ceiling of our team is always going to be capped at just decent unless we get a world mm. class forward. Of our front three right now, I say the closest to being a world-class elite forward is Rashford, but he's 25 now. Mm. He's getting, he's probably getting close to a ceiling as a player, I'd say. And how he is right now, I'm liking it. I'm liking yeah. it a lot. But uh, would we say right now Rashford is like a top 10 attacker in the world? No. 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 So, he's so very good Premier League think? standard. By, so, the time he's, by the time he's 27, could he do it? Maybe. maybe. But are you, are you, what are do you, you think? What do you put, think? I got a question for you, Reem, before you finish yeah. that thought. What do you think you'd need to see? Because we talked about his performances being good alongside him putting up some numbers. What would you need to see in his game between now and 27 for him to be a top 10 attacker? Is it same level performances, but better numbers, better performances? What What would you need to see? Same level as what he's doing now. Consistency. Mm. Consistency. You can't go through those periods where he's like crap for like two months. Because mm. every time we think Rashford's turned the corner... There's always up there's always like a period of like three, four weeks where like he looks like the worst player on the pitch every time he plays. It's crazy. So the difference between a good player and a, there's there, listen, there are so many good players in the world. Alan St. Maximan is a really good player. Yeah. There's a difference between being a really good player and being world class. Mbappe's world class because he you you know what to expect from him every single game. You get a C, you get a level of excellence from him every single game. Kevin De Bruyne is a amazing player. You know what you're going to get from him every single game. Mo Salah, when these guys every single game, there's so many players that there's one game where they can look at world beaters in the next five games, you don't get nothing, nothing from them. That's yeah. the difference between a good player and a great player. Yeah. Rashford right now is a good player. Like, he needs to take that next step where he's deciding games every week, every other week. You can rely on him every week, every other week. Yeah. And listen, like, this version of Rashford we're seeing now is the best version of him. He knows what he is. There's a long period of time where he didn't know what he is. Ollie didn't help because he let Rashford do whatever the hell he wanted. <laughs> like, mm. like it was Ronaldinho or something. Like, it's not that. <laughs> you have strengths. Stick to what you're good at. You know just what I mean? Go out there and, Ollie said, just go out there and cook, bro. Do your thing, innit? Bro, he, bro he, gave him, he gave him the whole kitchen. Like, nah, you're good at cutting up salad. That's your job. You know what I mean? Like, you, you make the, you, you're the best baker in here. Focus on that. Oh man, you're not scaling the fish, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) almost almost gave him too too much free reign. I wonder where we, 
I wonder where we'd be now if he hadn't had those injuries. And I don't know how much of the injuries you put on the poor form. Um, because he played with injuries for us for quite quite a few of the guys did for Oli, to be honest with you. Yeah, like they 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 they, they loved Oli, like they they wanted mm. to die for him, but like Oli took advantage of that as well, like you know what I mean. Proper he was really he was really relying on those guys to save his job. So like <laughs> Yeah, he was what he was working, he was working them. Um, another player I wanted to speak to you guys about, Michael, Luke Shaw, the centre-back experiment yes. for the last two games. It's mm-hmm. gone well, I think. He's he's made some comments and he's, he says he's enjoying it. He's obviously played at the left-hand side of a back three, but in a back two is completely different. Um, two questions. How have you liked his performances at centre-back? And how damning is it for Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof that um, the manager would rather play Luke Shaw at centre-back than one of those two? I know Maguire was ill, um, ahead of the Nottingham Forest game, but I'm not sure what the line on Lindelof is. I think, yeah, first of all, it's very damning. Like, the, a few couple of years ago, those were the main two centre-backs with Luke Shaw to the left of them in left-back. And then now, uh, Varane's come in. Obviously, he's clearly our number one. And now, Eric Ten Hag is like, nah, you guys can hold bench. And they he would rather play a left-back out of position than trust you to use your weaker foot on the left foot, essentially. And that's Harry Maguire's position, isn't it? He usually plays the left side mm-hmm. of uh, the centre-back pair, and even though he's right-footed, but that's usually yeah. on a sort of John Terry vibe. Um, that's usually the position he, he takes up. So, but I think Ten Hag probably likes a bit of balance. You know, normally that's uh, Martinez's position, a left-footed centre-back. And again, with the balance, he I think he wants a left foot in that position. Um, so that's probably in Luke's fa- in Luke Shaw's favour. But I think Luke Shaw's handled himself well. Like, you sometimes think when a fullback plays centre-back, I know Gary Neville done it a few times, how they're going to handle it, especially airily, because you're going to get challenged. But he, I think he done okay against Diego Costa, man. Like, you know, obviously it's a, it's a very sort of uh, Diego Costa who's beyond his years. If it's mm. the Diego Costa 2014, boy, it would have been a wrap. Yeah. It would have been a wrap for the roads. But I'm, I'm, he's two clean sheets. You're playing centre-back and you keep a clean sheet. You've done your job, innit? So... Um, long may it continue. Obviously, Martinez. I don't know if he's still showing his medal to everyone at Carrington. I don't know if he'll he's, be back for the ball. They're expecting him to start tomorrow, apparently. Yeah, so yeah, so hopefully, he put the medal down and he can focus back on uh, Man United, man. So, um, yeah, and obviously, Martinez and Varane are best center back pairing. That's what that's what you want to see. And hopefully, Luke Shaw, M- Malasha's done well to be fair to him, man. Come in, uh, a left back, and obviously, you played, uh, not in the forest, but he's getting cooked. I'm seeing him getting cooked. What do you guys think of Malassia at left yeah, back? I, who who cooked him? Um, after the game against Nottingham Forest, people are saying he's giving them Aaron Wambasaka vibes. Um, I, 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 this is this <laughs> thing's weird. And, 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 and that he hasn't had a good game since we played Arsenal. Um, and that's the way then, I think, uh, I there was less there was less complaints about him against Wolves. Just that he just may. I think it's been all right, man. I think he, he's handling himself, it, man. Like he's, he's been good on the ball. His passing between the lines has been good. He created a good chance for Anthony. He's been overlapping, underlapping. He um, against Wolves, he made like a tackle that flipping saved us as well. Like mm. literally, like in the box, like he made like a recovery tackle in the box and like twisted out of trouble. And I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't know. Do you, do, you, do you know what? And this happens with players sometimes. They'll have a, a, and remember, he had a shaky first half, but in the second half, he did really well against Saka. But They'll have a performance or they'll get beaten a few times in a high-profile game and they'll get a reputation and then that's it. That reputation sticks with them unfairly for way longer. But the guys were like, on last week's pod, they're like, oh, he's giving me Aaron Wan-Bissaka vibes. 
I, 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 at left back, and I really didn't see it. And I mean, speaking of Aaron Wan-Bissaka, he's been decent too. But um, yeah, no, I think he's been solid for us in these last two games, man. I thought I just wanted yeah. to check if it was just me, but I think he's been solid. I think he's been all right, man. Nothing, nothing of note that you're thinking. Oh my goodness, that that's a bit unshaky there or whatnot. Like he's held his own. Like you wouldn't, you're not thinking right. Luke Shaw's mm. like left back. You're, you're thinking yeah. Luke Shaw that's a left centre back and left back's covered. You know what I mean? And obviously we're and playing I think with that's our good sort for of... him now. He's twenty. What he's twenty three, turned twenty four at some point this season. I think. I think that's good for him. It's been a. It's a big step up from where he was before, and he was unemployed. Yeah, yeah, he was unemployed for shutting down Anthony. You know, and we kind of seen what Anthony's about. So come to the premise, it's another level up. So I think for him, it's just having these consistent performances, and he'll build on those next season. I think that all being well, he can potentially be a starting left back for us. And even if he doesn't get to that level, he can definitely be a squad player who starts 10, 15 games a season, has 30, 40 appearances a season. So I'm quite happy with him, to be honest with I you. Think, I think Sean Malassia is about as good as a left back pairing as you could possibly ask, hope for, man. Because like, Shaw is really good. And then if he's not playing, you got a, you got a left back that could come in that's a starting quality left back. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm happy with Malassia. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, Bruno, so I saw your messages. You watched the game against Nottingham Forest twice, didn't you, Bream? So uh, mm-hmm. mentioned how he was quietly pretty good against them. And he's obviously cut out all the stuff that drove us crazy for so many years. Uh, and he's making better decisions. And what he's realised is that everyone's always scared of him reverting to type. So he loves to do that fake shoot, sells the like defender or midfielder. They'll slide to block it. He'll chop it back. And then he's kind of like got space to, to to play a pass or whatever. But how do you think Bruno played against Wolves, Reams? Um, I've, I don't think he was as good as against Forest. Um, mm-hmm. he, he still did the hero ball. Yeah, like he he was he was going he was doing that thing again where he like loads up them balls from like sixty yards. Like he's like, come here, my heart, something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> in the first in the first half, it seemed like our midfield. Other than uh, it seemed like our midfield couldn't get on the ball. Ericsson and Bruno, mm. like they, could, they couldn't get on the ball, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. he was a little bit. He still came up. He still combined with Rashford for the goal. You know what I mean. Like the thing with Bruno, he's leaving with something, man. More time. The guys, more, are, the guys are inevitable, man. Yeah, more often than not, he's leaving with something. Like you know what I mean. I think I've been a lot less angry with Bruno this season just because our attack isn't so Bruno centric anymore. Mm. Like we got Anthony now. We got Rashford, Ericsson. You know what I mean? The fullbacks, you know what I mean? Like, attack is less Bruno-centric, so it's he doesn't hinder us that much with his turnovers and stuff like that because his, his volume is less. And, like, if you get Bruno in the final third, he can make something happen, man. Bro, when we even don't play him, there's nothing. There's even, nothing. If it's, even if it's by sheer dumb luck, like, sometimes you need some dumb luck, like someone that's willing to try something dumb on it and it just comes off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you get him in the final third, if you get him away from his own half where his turnovers are going to kill us and stuff like that. Mm. He can make stuff happen. I still feel like, in my mind, I still think, are you going to be a Premier League, Champions League winning team with Bruno in your team? I don't know. Mm. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But from I don't think you are, brother. If you, from what <laughs> I've seen, I don't think so. But I think for now, like for a team that lacks goals and... And, 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 and creativity, and you need yeah, a chance yeah. creation, and that that kind of spark of a player just doing something. Yeah, he's needed. Those are all things that Bruno gives you, man. Exactly. So me and him have a begrudging acceptance of each last, other. Last season, I hated Bruno. This season, <laughs> I would say that hatred has like dialed down a little bit to tolerance. Yeah. 
Yeah, but is that the right uh, word? Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah, tolerance yeah, yeah. Is, a, is, a perfect, <laughs> is a perfect description. I think yeah. Ten Hag has been a bomb and he's kind of just calmed in out like my guy. You you can't this is not right, you know. This is not right. You cannot play like this. And he's actually kind of taken it on board. And I even remember reading some quotes from him saying that, you know, I think my play has been become much better for the team. And people will obviously say I'm not playing as well because I'm not putting up the same like goals and assists, but he seems quite happy with his performances too. But just like that game against Wolves where we were struggling to break through, he will revert to type if yeah. the going gets tough. Like, he don't really... Like, I'm doing it because it's working and I can see the progress. But end of the day, back against the wall, I'm going Bruno. Oh, yeah. I'm going He's back me. I'm going Bruno Ball. This is... This is me. This is me. Overall, cool. though, I, f- I feel like he's been solid this season. Obviously, the numbers ain't matching, but he, he, he's nah, playing. he's definitely been solid. I can't he's, go on. He's creating chances. I think he's created ten big chances. He got what two assists? Like, if we may, maybe if our forwards were a little bit more critical, we'd be looking at it. He's different. I, Christian Eriksen's actually got quite a lot of assists this season. Like quietly, he's been racking up. I think he might be. I think he got like five, six assists in the league now. Quietly racking Ooh, up assists. Like, Eriksen, I can't stand him. I can't. He's giving me the ick. I can't lie. He's giving I, me the I, ick. I can't stand him. What's your reservation with Ericsson? He's not I, that good, bro. That is I, I, I feel like I, I don't dislike him, but he's just giving me the ick. Like, I feel yeah. like what we're asking him to do, he just doesn't have the facilities to do it. And he's trying. Like, he's really mm. trying, but like, he's just out of his depth. Like, it's, yeah. it's not his fault. Like, I don't, I doubt he expected to have such a big role this season. None of no us. Way. I never expected him to have no such a big way. role. No way. He ran his socks off that first month and a half. And I yeah. think he's expended about 70, 80% of his bar, energy bar for the <laughs> whole season. And he's trying to get us with 60% of the season left, trying to use 20% of the energy left to get us over the line. And the games are passing him by, man. Games are and passing the games are coming thick and fast as well. It's not slowing down. Yeah, like, the <laughs> games are passing him by. And I think Ten Hag overdid it. Um, and I'm hoping he got a good rest, but I haven't seen anything to change my mind since he's come back. Like my whole thing has always been, even when people were waxing lyrical, that he's not an amazing central midfielder. So the fact that, oh, look, we finally got a central midfielder was just an indication of how poor McTominay and Fred were. You know? Yeah, yeah. That was what we were finally having a central midfielder that could pass the ball. Like we just have Yeah, basically who could control the ball and pass it forward. Wow, we finally got a central midfielder and can clip a few balls out to the wing, you know. Um, how about you, Michael? You sound like you're a bit more up on him than we are. I, I guess I'm it's probably coming from the standpoint of knowing where we were last season mm. with our centre midfield pairing and knowing yeah. that, as you say, we've got we've essentially replaced them or upgraded them, I should say, with um Ericsson and Casemiro. And obviously, Casemiro's name speaks for himself. Obviously, <laughs> he's probably That's or I would say the best defensive midfielder in the league. Then you've got Ericsson next to him, who's, who's just competent enough to be. And be brave enough to, as you say, pass the ball forward. And you know, in dead ball situations, he's putting good balls into the box when when it comes to corners and and sort of free kicks and whatnot. So I agree. When when it gets physical, that's when he he were in trouble. And yeah, against City, particularly away, he looked lost. He was getting overrun like crazy. Yeah, KDB did so KDB that's where him his deficiencies <laughs> are at that top 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 level. And um, I think. Obviously, we still need another midfielder. Obviously, that's why they'll still all, despite even though we signed Ericsson early in the summer, they'll still the talk about Frankie de Jong. I think we still need yeah, we'll a ball carrying midfielder. And um, when that happens, Lord knows, obviously, with the, with the takeover, uh, money's looking a bit tight. I don't know how much the Glazers want to put out before they sell out. They're not going to put so, out anything. I don't think. I think it's only going to be loans. And I understand that as well. Would you? 
commit like if they were to sign somebody coming in, that's a financial burden on the people who are buying the club, who's already a billion odd in debt, which they're gonna have to eat no in doubt. the purchase of the club. I'm not adding uh, any money I can avoid adding on to how much they're gonna be paying um, or their their uh, expenses each month. I'm not gonna do it. You know, you have to let them come in and decide who they want to get. One thing that's so interesting, guys, that I always see is that. Our scouting team seem to have a good eye on talent and they seem to have a good eye on talent early doors. But often we're always seeing that we're letting these guys like go to other clubs and then you want to get them for 50, 60 where you could have gotten them for 20. And obviously I think that's kind of what's happened with um, Anthony. Uh, but I can't be too mad with Casemiro being successful, Martinez being successful, Malaysia looking like he's going to be a success. But I'm going to be interested in seeing our approach to getting in players who maybe aren't at a big club yet um, when we get that new ownership in, because I think that's a ship that we've really, really missed out on in the last few years. We tend to wait too long and we end up playing, playing these premiums that we really don't need to. Like, it's, I see your tweets, rooms, and you're so right. There are so many midfielders who could improve this team. So to the French League. There's like no, six. There's so many midfielders that could improve this team. And somehow you got yourself in the mixer to pay. Like, your name's been mentioned for 100 million for Enzo. It's like, nah, you missed your, you missed your chance when he you was in have a 10 million. That's you for sales now, bro. Like, blow it, man. You're taking a piss. You could have it for 10 million six months ago. Like, are you taking a piss? Don't do that. Oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's hilarious watching how these clubs are run, man, and the decisions that are made. So I'm hoping the new owners who come in and Ten Hag as well um, actually give us that scope to pick up a few uh, gems from across the world. Uh, speaking of Ten Hag, he's spoken about how he's taken over the management of the uh, reserves on the 23 team. I'm thinking they go by either, both. Um, with the idea being that he's able to create a clearer pipeline into the first team by feeding in directly to the managers of that team who he wants to play, where he wants them to play, how long he wants them to play for. Um, and he was very clear, he said, when he was like having initial discussions that he didn't just want to be first-team coach, he wanted to be manager. So taking it back, you know, old school, where you had the Fergies, the Wengers, who were love across it. everything the club was doing. Um, I love it. I love it. Listen, This is our guy, guys. Like I said at the top, the only thing that's going to limit him, I think, is going to be... The, the, the people who come in, their willingness to spend, but in terms of his vision for the club, in terms of his management of the team, his use of players, there's some younger players I would have liked to get a bit more of a run, um, but in terms of getting the most out of what he has to hand, I can only really give him full plaudits, but guys, when you when you heard that he's um, looking to kind of assure this pathway to the first team, what were your thoughts? You're taking on too much, big man, or give me more of that? Give us more, man. Like, don't don't let up. Like, obviously, all, all that he, I just think, man. Like, if he if he's happy to do it and he wants to do it, then that's a good sign. I think, as you say, it should be start from the foundation. It should start from the under sevens, under eights. The the pattern of play, how we are gonna play the game of football at Man United. How and it should be instilled from them young. So as they move up, there's no surprises. They know the way he wants to play, and we play towards that. And I think him taking on the, the reserve team of under 21s, I think that's the that's the way to go about it. So when they join the first team, obviously it's a bigger stage and a bigger platform, but they know what they should be doing because the philosophy has been set. So I, I think it's fantastic and it shows that no, this guy's not here for however long his contract says he's here for. I think he's here 
here for the long run. And we need that. We need that sort of longevity. We, we've seen the benefits mm. of, obviously, on the other side of Manchester, how long Pep's been there and, you know, the longevity there. We've seen it with Klopp at Liverpool. And um, you saw when Arsenal, even when they're going through the techie period, they showed the, a determination to keep Arteta and they're now reaping some of the benefits from that. So, yeah, long may it continue, man. Yeah, Reams, I'm assuming you echo Michael's thoughts, but in, in a world where you maybe don't, I'd be eager to hear yours. I just thought this guy must really hate his wife, bro. Go <laughs> <laughs> no, no, home. Oh my God. What are you doing? Go home. Now I'm Emran and Omari Fawson, go home. No, seriously though, like, I think it's cool. Like, I think, um, I think he said he had the same setup at Ajax. I think like mm. a lot of teams around Europe do it. It's interesting, like, we've, we've not really had a manager really take such a hands-on approach to, like, um, creating a pathway for young players into the first team. I just hope, like, I hope, like, with him doing that, we actually see some fruits of this in terms of mm. getting some of these young, talented players a chance in the first team because, we, you know, we've been crying out for some of these kids to get a chance over these underperforming senior guys for, for, for years now. So, hopefully this could only be seen as a positive thing for these young players and also it will provide some benefits for the first team as well. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree. Let's see, man, because obviously there's some players that you've, you you guys have been mentioning since the start of the season um, and they're going to be players who are coming back on loan. Um, so it's going to be interesting if we can create that much clearer pipeline to the first team. Yeah, we saw Kobe Mano on the bench against Wolves. Like that shows that Ten Hag really likes him. He might yeah. even like him more than Zidane now. Zidane, he, <laughs> might have, he might have overtaken Zidane in Ten Hag's eyes like the longer he's seen them both train with the first team. So you never yeah, know. Yeah, like, maybe like yeah. he was mentioning when they asked him about it, he's like, you know, that Kobe, there's certain situations where we think he can come on and help the team. I'm like, what? Six nil up after half an hour. Which is um, never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, where we're trying, it's a tight game and we're trying to pull out a win. I wasn't expecting to see him, but it's always a good indicator. And I think for those youngsters as well, it's showing them that you're getting closer and closer. You're doing the right things. Continue to do those right things, man. Um, because Lord knows we're not necessarily, even with new ownership, they may not end up being guys who want to go absolutely brazy in the window. Um, and I think we talk about our academy a lot and over the years people have laughed. But I think we produce a good level of talent and we've really wasted some really good ballers over the years. Um, so it would be good to see more of these guys actually making it into the first team. And even if they don't end up necessarily being starters and world beaters, I'm of the opinion that where you can avoid spending 30, 40 million on a player who's only going to be a squaddy anyway, why would you not fill hey, that squad? Mario, sorry to cut you, but yeah. I've just seen a tweet. So mm. Man UFC are preparing a 60 million euro offer for Eintracht Frankfurt's Rando Colo Moani from L'Equipe. <laughs> You guys can't see me. I'm saluting. <laughs> we might be back. We might be back. Me and Real Dogs, we've been speaking about Colo Moani. Yeah, funnily enough, I saw my first, like somebody, Dan Soft mentioned him, like by underrated app. We were talking about him. Like, I think he's got stocks on him on the app. And then one of the Tachiguna guys, Leroy, posted a comp of his first half of his season. I watched that. I said, this guy's interesting. Then I saw him at the World Cup. I said, you know what? Yeah, 24 there's years old. Something there, there's something there, yeah. There's, there's something there, and there are no sure bets. I, I'm, I'm all over that, bro. I'm all 60, over 60, that. 60 M's all in, yeah? I'm all in, bro. You see this? That's, you a, see bargain. My chips? That's a bargain. See my chips? 
Michael, push them into the middle. Push it all in. Me and Mariah have kick-started Kolo Moani Hive now, man. I'm all in. All in, bro. Right, we're launching tonight, yeah? Yeah, this 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 is my thing. Like, ah, yeah. Let me even not get carried away. But yeah, so let's let's see. Um, let's come back to to the present and those who are still here. So obviously we've won our first two games back. Uh, at the moment we are fourth. We've got thirty two points. We played sixteen games. Uh, Newcastle are above us with thirty four points, but they've played a game more. City have played the same amount of games and they're four points ahead of us. Arsenal have played the same amount of games and they're eleven. <laughs> points ahead of us them boys are going crazy uh we've got Bournemouth tomorrow like uh, teams around us are dropping po- points um which is Liverpool great currently losing to Brentford so Liverpool losing to Brentford hold that um how are we feeling obviously there's still so much football to play but how, how are you feeling what's the mood Michael what's the mood in regards to this me, the, me I think four? I think top four uh as, as, a, as a minimum I think the way we're playing we're playing well We've got some games that we can rack up points. We've got uh, teams like Bournemouth uh, coming up. I know we've got a couple cup games, Everton and at home. And then we've got City and Arsenal, home. bro. Hey, them so, games. But then, back yeah, City and Arsenal. Well, I think Those it's good. Yeah, so obviously, City were well beat by City. Very, very well beat by City. Who are kind of, mm. obviously, they drop points against Everton. But let's see how far we've really come. Like, obviously, he's only been half a season with Ten Hag and I don't expect him to pull I want to see how much that. he's learned as well. Yeah, exactly. You, you got you got Wolby overrunning the midfield and we, we couldn't handle it. It was like 3-0 in the first 20 minutes. Like, we couldn't handle them in that game. So, let's see. I don't think he'll make the same mistakes. I think it'll be a lot tighter and we're at home as well. Um, mm. So, yeah, let's, let's, let's see what he's about. We're better away, but let's see what he's about. So, I don't, I don't want to start... I think we'll do better, and this may be me talking crazy, but I think we'll do better against Arsenal away than we'll do at City at home. I, I feel like the opposite. I feel like we might have something for City this time. Same. I feel like we. Ha- I feel like, hey, hey, listen, the way City's been conceding chances on the counter-attack recently and the way Rashford's playing, I think we might have something. It might have something I want it to happen. But you could make the same thing for Arsenal as well, because Arsenal be concede, Arsenal be playing that mad high line. Mm. So people look suspect sometimes. You got when you have a player like Rashford, you're you're dangerous against teams like Arsenal and City. Yep. Yeah, that but ball in behind, that, isn't it? They they put their centre backs on the halfway line, isn't it? Yeah, that ball in behind is, is is absolutely cash money. And if we can come out of those two games with four points, I feel really good about this team. Arsenal are gonna want blood because obviously we're the only team to beat them um so far this season. But City, with the makeup of their attackers, again, they don't have many who are making those in-behind runs and really pushing your your defense back. And Haaland's waiting to be served, right? Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. It's gonna be an interesting one. So I would like some squad rotation in the games against um, Everton and Charlton, and then we 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 go again against those two. I think. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big month for us. We've done well. We probably had the hardest like opening 10, 12 games of any team in the league. We played everybody in the top eight, didn't we? Um, pretty pretty much. Um, and now we have we've had a little period where it looks like it should be three wins out of three, and then we get Arsenal and City out of the way early, uh, and we know where our heads are at. I mean, I don't know if <clears throat> two horror shows forces the guys to go into the market, but yeah, bring them on. I say, man. <laughs> Bring them on. Those two are obviously the two best teams in the league, but this is the happiest I've been with the squad, um, with the manager, with the coaching, with what I'm watching on the team, up from the team in a long, long time. So really, long may it continue, man. 
Boom. Boom blast. That's it. Yeah. Long way it continues. In Eric Ten Hag, we trust. I want to see some of the YGs against um, Charlton, though. Um, I don't know if Lee Boyer yeah, was. If, if, if them man can't get minutes against a League One team, then they ain't never getting no minutes. <laughs> That's Andy Facts. I want to see, <laughs> see Zidane Iqbal Ball against Charlton Athletic. I need to yeah. see that. I need to see Garnacho get a, a good long game. What's that centre back you were talking about? Um, Respending. I want to see a bit of him and hopefully Randall Colum one here as well. Hey, Colo Moani Hive. Getting get um, low. Why low so high? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Um, let's finish up with some listeners' questions. Um, so the first question is from Yonko Abs. Shout out Yonko. This is an Arsenal fan who I know listens to Mugga. Yeah. If Arsenal failed the Rashford test yet again, and as a result, loops, are Manchester United potential title challengers next season? Hey, listen, we're, we're moving. Hey, listen, let's crawl before we could walk. We might be title challengers this season, you know. <laughs> I'm joking, but you know, listen, man, it all depends on it. Listen, I, I'm a firm believer in like, listen, it's all, it all depends on, no matter how good your coach is, it depends on the players, man. We've got to make the right decisions in the transfer market. We can't keep crippling ourselves with bad signings in the transfer market like we do every year. 170 million on, on, on two wingers that haven't moved the needle even a little bit. Like we can't keep doing stuff like that. So yeah, if you get and if you get Ten Hag the pieces he needs to compete with those teams like Arsenal, <laughs> funny feels funny saying Arsenal, but they're they're, yeah, up, they're certified. Up. I'm not. They're they're not, not they're this ain't no fluke. Yeah, if you to compete with the Arsenals, the cities, Man cities, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Newcastle's coming up. Like, listen, like we yeah. can't we can't keep every time we make a bad signing, we cripple ourselves in it. So we yeah. gotta keep making them signings that move the needle, the Casemiro's, your Lisandro's, you know what I mean? So mm. yeah, so yeah, if we get if we get the right if we get the right players in, I don't see why we can't challenge for the title. We're we're on the up and we got a coach that is um that's that's continually pushing excellence, you know. So yeah, definitely, man, definitely. Yeah, agreed. Oh, just breaking. Enzo Fernandez to Chelsea is done. Structure of the deal has now been agreed and signed. As verbally agreed days ago, 120 million plus 10. 120 million in three installments, 10 million performance related medical departments and communication medical day to be agreed. I'm Absolutely. sorry, that, that's cr- that's crazy money. That's me, that's nuts. And wow. being somebody who's you've that liked him, boost. hey, listen, I, 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 I am the Enzo enjoyer on this podcast, but <laughs> I can't believe midfielders are willy nilly going for 100 mils. Crazy, man. The market is cooked, man. It's absolutely cooked. They'll blame us. Fine. Um, cool. Next question is from Amar Jare 44. Big up the Mughal lads. So big up you lot. Should United go back in for De Jong if the recent rumours are true? So if you guys aren't aware, it's apparently uh, Barcelona are 200 million over their wage bill. Um, no more levers can be pulled. So something's got to give. Um, and somebody produced a list of like their wages and apparently Frankie De Jong's on 700 bags a week. Um yeah, I Apparently, saw that. I couldn't believe Busquets it. Busquets on 700 bags it. a week, which is making me question it because why the hell would Busquets be on 700 bags a week? Yeah, um, he, he's the he's the legend in there. He's their goat. One of their yeah, goats. but he's a goat to the tune of one goal and no assists a season. Yeah, there's no way he has a, he has the leeway to be getting a 700 bags a week of from course. him. Um, but would you guys go back in for Frankie De Jong? Is is the question? Heartbeat and a heartbeat. Does Frankie want us. 
doubt it, but I'd take him. I'm not, there's no beat around. I, there, there's, you could, you could, Mariah, you could ask me the same question about 10 midfielders and I'll say, yeah, I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real. I'd take him, bro. I'd take him. Enzo Lafay, take him. Yeah, yeah. Musa, take him. Yeah, yeah. We haven't really got the, we haven't got the, we're not in a position to be saying no to any quality of midfielders. And I think we're at a stage now where these quality players are coming in to strengthen a team that's trending in the right direction. And yeah, they're looking at it like, oh, I'm not sure you lot, not Champions League, but their addition gets us closer to that level, right? And you make two or three of those signings and I think we're we're right there. And I think we, we have five more points than we have this season. You add five more points um, to where we're at this season and it looks uh, pretty interesting. So, yeah, I'd, I'd take him without even, yeah, closing my eyes, man. Uh, well, next yeah, one. Him Casemiro, that's, that's, oof. Oi, you know what? I can't oof. run quite help but think of Paul Pogba at times like these, man. Uh, I would have loved to see him line up. Oh man, don't, don't do it, man. Don't do it. It's, it's, a, it's a sad, it's sad, it's sad. The ball carry midfielder that we've been talking about. Ball carrying, progression, chance creation, individual maverick. And then we have Casemiro behind him to worry about the defensive business. Ten Hag would have made a man out of him, man. Anyway, cool. Uh, Mr. Kaiser Soze, how can Rashford and Garnacho play together without putting Rashford on the right wing? You have to put Rashford up top. Up front. How do you guys feel about that? Would you would you try a gut? Because even though nah, man, Garnacho isn't ready to Garnacho is better right now making an impact off the bench. Yeah, I feel like a lot of his best performances have come making an impact off the bench. You don't want to move Rafa out legs. of position right now. Yeah, fair so. enough. Fair enough. Uh, another f- question, final question for Mr. Kaiser Soze. Marshall can be a backup to a good striker, but what kind of striker do we need in Jan or summer? Do you know what I said? I said the other day, like, because there's not really any obvious star strikers available right now, there's no, like, Haaland's and Mbappe's, like, mm. one, of those, one of those strikers are just not going to fall into your lap. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll be willing to take a punt on, like, a striker that hasn't necessarily exploded yet, but they're showing signs of trending in that direction. You and have to, yeah. I, And the example I used was Dominic Solanke, which is... Which is yes, I should talk to us about Dom. Which is, which, is, which, is some, which is something people would laugh at, but, like... Yeah, There's I want to hear the logic behind this. All right, so if you think about a centre forward, right, you think of profile, what they provide, age, and how they fit a team. What do you want out of your striker? You want someone that could compete physically with centre backs, mm-hmm. someone that could reliably create for themselves and for others, yeah. someone who could be a presence in the box occupying centre backs, good age, good height, good skill set. That's Dominic Solanke. You also want them to show that they have the potential to score goals. He scored 29 goals in the championship last season. The year before that, he scored 15. 45 goals in the championship in the last two years for a 24, 23-year-old striker. He's coming to the Premier League now and his performance level is good. Like, he scored maybe, what, like three, four goals for like a struggling Bournemouth team. That's not terrible. Mm. Who's our top scorer in the league this season? Rashford with six? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he'd, like, he'd be right up. He'd be right up there for us already. You put, you, you, Dominic Solanke is one of those strikers that like, and he's he's got a similar similar skill set to Colo Moani. If you watch him play, mm. like last season he was running two man game with Philip Billing, who was playing number ten. 
Imagine him with like Bruno Rashford. Like he's one of those strikers that if you put him into like a better situation around better players, he's primed to explode. Guaranteed to score, to score. Maybe that may be the type of player we need to. We're not we can't go out and sign a striker that's scoring 50 goals a season. That doesn't exist. There's there's not mm. one of those available. So yeah. that, that's my that's my reasoning behind that. It may it makes sense. It's it's an interesting, it's an interesting punt. How I've seen a couple of Bournemouth performances, and granted, I haven't kept my eye on the whole game because most of the time they've been out of it eventually. But how quick is he? So, in, in terms of like getting in behind defenders as well, is he is he mobile? Really quick. He's six foot two. Really technical. Could pass. Could dribble. Could shoot. Could run in behind. Pick up the ball in the left flank. Beat a man. One twos combinations. Like that's that's a proper centre forward. Like he's got a really complete skill set. He just needs to not be playing for Bournemouth. Okay, well, we're, like, playing listen, tomorrow. It, we're playing this tomorrow, so that's going to give me an opportunity to watch yeah, him first time. Hopefully, he plays well. Like, I'm, I think the last full game I watched him play was against um, before the World Cup against Tottenham. That game where Bournemouth was up like 2 0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tottenham like pegged them back. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you go a long way to see a better center forward performance than that this season yeah. from Solanke. He's really good. All right, all right, interesting. Obviously, he came through Chelsea with a lot of hype, and I yeah. thought he was one of those because obviously I didn't watch him at youth level. I thought he was one of those who got cooking because he was big and strong. Um, but you're saying he can play too? Ugh. I'm not Listen, mad. At, this, I'm this not mad at the logic. This, these are the sort of signings that will save you wasting a hundred million, and this we've said, wasted yeah. too much money over the years. Everyone cooked him for like not. Banging at Liverpool and whatnot. I said, listen, Bournemouth have dropped into the championship now, yeah? Yeah. We'll learn a lot about Dominic Solanke as a player about how well he does in the championship. And he yeah. was amazing. I seen guys like Tammy Abraham go to the championship and bat it up. And I'm like, listen, if you're a 22, 23 year old striker and you could score 25 goals in this league, you can play, you can score something the there. Level. You, you can score. You can play at the top level. You can really score, yeah. like, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you it's yeah. a punt, isn't it? It's a punt, it's a punt, mm. but it's a punt, but it'll be, yeah. it'll be a cheap punt. And it's a sort of punt that if it works out, like you say, he's a great age, you've saved yourself 50, 60 million. Yeah, and if exactly. it doesn't work out, you didn't spend a lot of money, so you can take the L. Like Randall Colo Moani, 60 is a lot, man. Like, we're it, we're in 60 is an outlay, you know. That's a, that's a big that's a big price, but I feel like it's a good price for a player. Of I, his think, age it's a good price. I think it's a, I think it's a good price for a player, of his age. and that's the thing. You're spending sixty for the projects. What the projects where it seems how much like, did Isaac cost Liverpool? Six, um, 60, on Newcastle, sixty-seven million. Yeah, sixty-three. Off a four-five goal season. Four season, so. like yeah, yeah. Took yeah a that's the market. That, you know I mean, <laughs> that's the market. No, you're right. You're right. That's interesting. That's great. We're going to be playing them tomorrow, so I'll keep an extra close eye on him to just see how he actually does with his touches and how he occupies the centre backs. And yeah, no, I, I like that. I like I like that shot. I can't say that I it's, want. It's, it's, it's an outside of the box one. It's, it's one. No, it's good yeah. though because yeah. I say this is what scouting. But yeah, is you need to be that there though. You need. You're supposed to. Yeah, you're supposed to pick up on the not obvious talent and get them at a good price. And anyone can go and sign, for example, Enzo Fernandez if you've got the money for a uh, hundred mil or Tushimeni for Monaco. Those yeah. are obvious, obvious. signings. <laughs> you know, great, you got money. Well done, bro. It's getting the guys before they get the hype where you're getting a player for 15 million who after a year or two is worth 60, 70 million. That's where you that's where you live. That's where you mm. live. And if you want to flip him, you flip him for 60, 70 million. He's been productive for your team, and you've made a hell of a um, hell of a, a, a price up from what you paid for him. With us, we're buying players so expensively, they're coming here and being duds, that we only end up losing money. And that's mm. where you end up in a position. 
your owners have to sell you um, for the good of themselves and for the good of the future of the club. So, yeah, now nah, keep those ones coming, Reams. Even if it doesn't happen, whoever ends up signing Solanke... It don't have to be Dominic Solanke, but I'm just talking about... He's just talking about profiles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly what... 25 and under, thing. sort of people that have been around the league, sort of got the physical And they just profile, haven't necessarily and, you know, been in the right... The they haven't ability. been in the right... Yeah, facts. Yeah. And they haven't been in the right position and been given the correct platform for them to thrive. So like I mentioned at the top before we go... Sancho is back in training. We're all in, yeah? I just want him to do well, man. Even if it's not a yeah. United, I just want him to do well. Mm. I want to go somewhere, get his form back, play well. And it don't have to be at United. Like, he's a good kid, man. I just want him... There's a good player in there for sure, man. Good so talent. it's just he's about giving talent. him the platform yeah. to do his thing. Agreed. Agreed. All right, guys. Um, yeah, hopefully that's three points uh, again tomorrow. Uh, and then we just keep it moving. The end of this month is going to be very interesting, man. See you guys soon, man. Thanks for coming through. Peace. Peace. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. I let my squad might bang you. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Ready! It defies description. How about Martial is isolated? Skirtle here. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.